Chapter 1 Rediscovering My Inner Child Be the change you want to see in the world. Mahatma Gandhi For almost 18 years, the emotional and physical pain of the car accident that killed my little brother and left me unable to walk had ruled me inside and out. I had lost Neeraj and the pain in my left foot was so excruciating that I could not stand for more than three minutes at a time. Every few months, I had to undergo arthroscopic surgery to vacuum out the bone chips that had collected in my left ankle where I had no cartilage. Why me? Why? Angry with God, I cried my eyes out. After all the years of surgeries and painkillers, I was not getting any better. My health was only getting worse and I was putting on weight at an alarming rate. I felt numb from all of the suffering. I could not even feel emotionally attached to my children. I was up to my neck in grief and anxiety. Please, I thought, no more medications, no more surgeries or needles in my body. I felt like a volcano ready to blow up. It had gotten so bad that I did not want to live anymore. I did the only thing left to do. I turned to the universe and prayed for a miracle. When my mother-in-law passed away in 1989, my husband, our young son, and I went to India to put her ashes in the holy river of Ganges, as is the traditional for Hindus. My husband went home early to go back to work, but my son and I stayed a little longer so we could bring my younger brother Neeraj, who was finishing his exams, back to United States with us for a visit. Neeraj and I, along with one of my father's employees, were on our way to pick up Neeraj's passport at about 7.30 in the morning when a huge truck, an 18-wheeler, swerved head-on into our lane from the opposite side of the highway. Our small car was suddenly under the truck. Its roof sliced off, exposing us to further injury. My brother had been driving. My father's employee was in the front passenger seat. They both flew out of the car while I remained stuck, my legs crushed and broken under the seat, my bones broken sticking out of my skin. Covered in blood and broken glass, I was rushed to the nearest hospital where doctors treated me for head injuries and prepared to chop off my legs. My father made funeral arrangements for his employee and for my brother. When my father was finally able to see me, he had me transferred to a bigger hospital in the city. I remained there for the next eight months while the surgeons tried to put my legs back together. They constructed my left foot and ankle, put a rod in my left leg from my foot to my knee, and placed 20 screws in my right leg. 
I could not see my two-year-old son during this time. Because the doctors thought it would be traumatic for him to see me scarred and bandaged from waist to toe, hooked up to machines with my shattered legs suspended in the air. I missed him terribly. My family waited for months to tell me about my brother's passing, fearing that the trauma would be too much for my injured brain and might cause me to go into shock and coma. When my father took my hand in the hospital room and said gently, Sangeeta, I have something to tell you. I knew that something was terribly wrong. As he spoke, telling me how and when Niraj had died, I felt totally disoriented. It was as if I were listening to someone else's story. What was I to